Last week in episode 14, we talked about where is the lie? And I started off the podcast with this. What I believe is what I put my faith in. Where I put my faith in is where my actions follow. Where my actions are, that's where my trust lies. And I want to add this last part. Where my trust lies is where I rest. We have to rest in the promises of God. We have to believe and really, really, really be at peace. Like a newborn child in the arms of their mother. Of knowing that they are, protect- they are protected. They are safe. There is love. There is provision. All that that child needs is in the arms of their loving mother. To the point to where they don't even have to think about what is next. They just have to rest in the moment. They have to speak one thing and for a baby, maybe cry and the mom will say, hey, I think the child is hungry. Or maybe he just needs to go back to sleep. Maybe his stomach hurts. There is a level of rest and a level of childlike faith that God wants us to have in him so that we may be able to rest in him and know that everything is already taken care of. The word of God says he will supply all of my needs according to his riches and his glory. That is a promise, but we got to rest in that. On today, I want us to talk about that. How do we rest in the promises of God? How do we recognize when we are resting in the promises of God and let the peace of God follow us as we are resting in the almighty hands of God? Let's go. Welcome back. We are on episode 15 of Conquering Me podcast. And today we are talking about resting in him. This is the last part of a three-part series about the promises of God, living in the promises of God. So first we started off with knowing the promises of God. The second part is where is the lie to where we have to recognize where is the stronghold? What have we built systems and belief systems off of that is against the promises of God? So now that we have recognized what is against God, and I know the promises, now it's time to rest. Let me tell you, that is a difficult, difficult, difficult thing for a lot of us, including myself, on resting. Because if you've been taught a lot about your actions, it's such a huge part of your faith. You don't know when to switch that off. You don't know when to say, okay, wait a minute. Am I relying on my knowledge or am I relying on the knowledge of God? Am I relying on my steps or am I relying on the steps of God? So it's so many things that come into place regarding our foundation and how we taught and how we view God and how we how we view our relationship with Christ. But it is so important for us to rest. I gave the example earlier about a newborn baby resting in the arms of their mother. And I'm a mother of three and I'm grateful for my three. I'm grateful for how they are and just growing up in front of my eyes. But I see the amount of trust that they have in me. I see how much they know that mommy and daddy's gonna take care of us. 
doesn't matter what's going on. Like they literally can be innocent children because mom and dad are going to protect them from as much as possible. Whatever is in our hands, they know that we're going to pray and intercede over them. We're going to speak the word of God over them. And we're going to do everything that we can to set them up for a great, prosperous future. So if that's what I'm doing as a mom and my husband is doing as a father, how much more will my heavenly father do for me? The resting is knowing that even if things do not look like they are turning out in my favor, I have to trust and believe that it is so. I want us to read Philippians 4, 6 through 9. Verse 6 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Verse 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, and if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such thing. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, Put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. This is the literal steps of obtaining rest in God. One of my favorite scriptures, it says, cast thy cares upon him for he cares upon for you. And really the new, I think it's the new King James version says, casting my cares upon him. So that lets me know it is a continuous process. So even as I am studying the word of God and I am learning more and more about his promises and God is uprooting these strongholds, he's uprooting these lies and he's showing me where I have believed things that are against him. My goodness will anxiety and frustration and everything else come about that's going to keep me from resting and what I've just learned. Because let's think about this. If something that has been a part of your character or your belief system for so long, and now God is showing you that this is not the truth, there's going to be a lot of ugliness that's going to come out. Maybe you will feel some type of anger towards the people who have taught you this. Maybe you will look at the whole system and say, this is the problem with these people, whoever these people are. You, it's a lot of things that come up that the enemy will use as a weapon to distract us. But I want us to hold on to the scriptures that says, casting my cares upon him for he cares for, for me. So as I'm in this continuous mindset of casting the cares upon him, I have to go back to Philippians 4 and 6 and says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, casting, that's a casting my cares upon him. So in prayer, I'm saying, God, I give this over to you because I want to rest. I give this over to you because I want to feel your peace. I give this over to you because I want to feel your joy. I give this over to you because I want your strategy. I want this from you, God. I give this over to you. He says, cast it. He says, by prayer and, p- and petition with thanksgiving. So the thanksgiving part is saying that, God, this is already done. So I'm thanking you in advance. I understand that I may not see it right now. I understand 
that this may be a little bit different. And, and I want to jump to Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all your hearts and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your pathway straight. That's the NIV version. Some of us may recognize the New King James Version a little bit better. And so the New King James Version says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So when we're talking about resting in the power, in the love and the promises of God, we have to understand that when Things are being shaken up in our lives. God's ultimate desire is for us to rest. Because if I'm resting solely in him, that means I am trusting solely in him. It does not mean that things will not come up. Remember, Philippians 4 and 6 says, do not be anxious for anything. So it's letting us know, hey, hey don't be anxious for it. But it's letting us know, hey, you will become anxious. But you have the tools to not be anxious. I overcome it through prayer and petition and thanksgiving. And the way I show myself to be thankful and the way I show myself to be grateful, I say to myself, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And I'm thankful because he is directing my very path. One of the, it's difficult. <laughs> Let's just be real. It is difficult to, tap a, to take a step of faith and you don't see what you're stepping in, what you're stepping on. A lot of us, I truly believe the reason why we don't break out of the cycles or we don't even seek for the promises, even if we've heard of the promises, but really have it so deeply and rooted in us to where it changes our actions is because change is challenging. It is easy for us to have a routine Pastor Michael Todd, who is a phenomenal preacher, phenomenal preacher. I know sometimes people may not like how um, he uses a lot of illustrations and he is a very uh, charismatic and he's he's just very energetic, right? He's a very energetic person and a very energetic preacher. And so he likes to use a lot of examples, live demonstration to make the word of God come forth and also make it more um, better understanding for us. Some people are very visual learners, right? So he really taps into that. But I remember seeing this video of him and it was just this quick little snippet on Instagram. And he put on there saying, this is what comfort looks like. And this is what discomfort looks like. And he was showing himself comfortable, which is him being overweight, eating whatever he wanted to eat and doing whatever he wanted to do. Right. That was his comfort. Discomfort was being very disciplined within his eating, disciplined within his workout, because he showed a video before about, you know, he didn't get much sleep, but he's told himself he's going to stick to his early morning workouts. I think he works out like 4.30 in the morning, something like that. But he told himself, it does not matter. I have to stick to this, right? A lot of us, even if we know the promises of God, it is difficult for us to get out of the level of saying, I just don't want to do the work. Because if I want to do the work, then that means now I have to realize that on the other side of this, I'm not familiar with the day-to-day. -day. 
I'm not familiar with this. So God, if you told me that I can have life and have life more abundantly, that's exciting. But at the same time, it's like, ooh, what does that really mean? I remember when I was in college, my godfather called me and he told me that he wanted to give me a word that the Lord gave me, gave to him for me. And the word was that the world will know your name. And I remember being, you know, at that time I was like 19, 20 and I was all excited. I was like, yeah, the world's going to know my name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, you get the glory. The world's going to know my name. Here's the truth. Years later, I'm like, oh, that's some responsibility. That's some weight. But see, I had to switch out of that and say, God, I'm not going to lean on my understanding of what that looks like on how that feels. But I am going to rest and depend on you. So if you already called that for me at age 19 and here I am at 39, even though, yes, I know the weight and the responsibility of it. I will not allow that to keep me in the corner instead of me doing what God has called me to do, because I will not lean on my understanding. I will rest in you. I will rest in you like a newborn child, knowing that the only thing I have to do is just live in the moment, live in the moment, live for today, today. That's it. Today, that is it. Tomorrow is gone, but today I will rest in you. And as I rest in you, God, I will seek and search for your peace. I will search and ask for you to order my steps. Psalms. Uh, 37 and 23 says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way though he falls he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand God upholds me he he upholds you so that's rest will you mess up absolutely Will you misunderstand something? Yes. Will you misspeak? Yes. Will you talk out of turn? Yes. You will do a lot of stuff. Why? Because you're human. You are not perfect. God is perfect. So there's a lot of things that you would do, but I need to have rest and knowing that even when I fall and when I stumble, his hand will uphold me. That's what his grace and mercy is. The Bible says his grace and mercy are renewed every morning. Every morning, every moment of my life, it is renewed. He has given me a new chance to rest in him. He's given me a new opportunity to say, God, forgive me. Now I'm going to run. Do not let your own thoughts be your hindrance. Stalling you from your greatness. Stalling you from being really full and living a full life. Do not let your thoughts be that. Because here's the truth. And it was so funny. I was watching this sermon by um, uh, Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. Phenomenal service uh, sermon. And she was talking about systems. And she says something in there that is so true. It was comical but true. She said, The devil ain't that busy. The devil is not that busy. We put so much emphasis on the devil. The devil's busy. No, the devil's doing this. The devil's doing that. No, he's not. If we have said and we believe in the promises of God that he has all power, all power. So that means that if he has all power, God, that means that the devil has none. 
Yes, the enemy does. His job is to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus Christ said in that same scripture, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have my life more abundantly. The rest. I have to have that rest that goes beyond my understanding. I have to have a level of rest that meets me in my troubled moments of, of thinking of myself as a child when I am in pain or when I'm going through that it as long as I cry out to my father he's hearing me as long as I think on the good things of him he is hearing me the Bible says that he will give you peace that surpasses all understanding peace that surpasses all understanding that's in Philippians 4 and 7 and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. That is rest. That's rest. So where my trust is, that's where my rest is. That where I trust, that's where I, I rest. Remember what I said, what I believe is what I put my faith in. So what I believe is not what I see. It's not, it's not what I can tangibly put together. It is just knowing that goes beyond all comprehension and this knowing that goes beyond an ability to fully articulate. There's a lot of times to where I know God is doing something, but I'm not really able to fully articulate. So now I understand when the older saints will say God is up to something, God is doing something. They may not have been fully able to articulate in that moment, but they knew something was happening. So their faith was saying, God, I don't see it, but I'm believing that something great is happening. Well, the Bible says faith without... Uh, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So I'm not looking for my faith. I have to hope and believe that something is happening for my good. At the end of the day, everything that God does is for our good. Why? Because he wants the glory. He wants us. He wants himself to be magnified. He wants people to come into the kingdom. That's what he wants. So what I believe is what I put my faith in. Where I put my faith is where I put my actions. The Bible says faith without works is dead. So my faith fuels my actions. And where I put my actions is where my trust lies. Where my trust lies is where my rest is. In order for me to trust in the mighty hand of God and, and trust in his promises and trust that he has supplied all of my needs according to his riches of glory, I have to rest in him and have the peace of God follow me in that place. That was something that the Lord had to teach me early on in my faith walk. I said, God, you're, you're telling me to do this and I'm not really sure. So I just begin to ask for his peace. That's it. I said, God, give me your peace. Because I'm not sure in this moment. And that's what God wants us to do. When we're not sure of something, just say that. Like he wants us to have conversations with him, commune with him. I was like, God, I don't, I don't, I don't Lord, I don't know about this. You want me to do what? Oh, okay, God. Okay. And when I say the spirit of nervousness and anxiety and all this stuff would come over me, especially in the, in the beginning part of my faith, my goodness. But I said, God, I, I just need to know that it's you, not my, not myself, not the enemy trying to play me. But God, just show me, give me your peace. 
And let me tell you, when you feel the peace of God, it is a better relaxing tool than anything that you have ever encountered. Child, if you take melatonin, if you meditate, all these things, baby, the peace of God is greater than that because it surpasses all understanding. Meditate on that. I want you to ask God to teach you how to rest. Rest in him, knowing that it is done. So if you have to meditate on something, meditate on the word day and night. We have to be okay with meditation. Meditate on the word of God day and night. Meditate on these things, right? What are these things? Let's start with his promises. Let's start with the one I've, re- I've said multiple times in here. That God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and his glory, right? So if I'm meditating on that, he is supplying all of my needs. That means all, not some, but all, not some areas, all of my needs according to his riches and his glory. So I meditate on that. I meditate on it. So when God begins to give me opportunities or instructions, things to do, then I need to do that because it's a part of supplying all of my needs according to his riches and glory. I know it's taken me out of my comfort zone, but my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. God, I don't understand why I have to do this in order for this to happen. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. And the more and more and more you take that promise and you begin to repeat that and hide it in your heart. So it Become so deeply rooted in you, then you start to realize, oh my goodness, my speech is changing. My actions are changing. My thoughts are changing. My God, I have peace in this area. Why? Because my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Live in the promises of God. I want us to understand that in order to live in the promises of God, we have to really partner with God. We do. We do. We have to partner with him. We have to say, God, it is not my will, but it is your will be done. God, what is it that you're instructing me to do? Even if it's taking me out of my comfort zone, it's taking me, it is really trying me to do better. Maybe I have to study something. I have to go back to school, whatever it is. It's challenging me and it's making me nervous. But God, I won't be anxious. I won't be nervous. I'm going to give this all over to you. And I'm going to continue to put this request before you that your peace be with me. I understand that a lot of times we are, some preachers or teachers, they really talk about the the tangible things, right? So let it be from house, increase in finances and cars, job, all these things. All these things are beautiful, right? And I'm not knocking any of these things. But I want us to really start to pray for the character of God. His heart, his mind, his compassion. And I've said this multiple times throughout the podcast, and I will continue to say this. Because I can have all the things that the world deems as successful, but I need to have the heart of Christ. I need to have the mind of Christ. In order for me to have peace, I need to have his mind. But that starts with knowing the promises of God. Number two, asking the Holy Ghost to reveal all lies that I have believed that has been a stronghold. That has been a stronghold that's created a fortress to keep the truth out. And the truth is the word of God. 
And I challenged you all in the last podcast to listen, to really examine yourself. What is it that maybe the church taught you that is not lined up scripturally? Maybe something that you've always asked questions about. Get into the word. Ask people not to debate, not to to, uh, debate the word of God, but to actually gain understanding. Right. And here's the thing. Keep going, because I know there's been several times where I've had conversations with people and their answer was still not sitting right with me. And it was the Holy Ghost letting me know that still isn't it. I did not judge that person for their level of understanding. I said, thank you. And I took what I needed from them and then I moved on. And at the same time, I prayed for that person, too, because the Holy Ghost revealed that they were not in full understanding. So I said, "Okay, God, let me keep searching. I am going to search until I find what I need. One of my favorite scriptures says he is a reward of those who diligently seek him. I want to seek God in all ways. And I know that even just in the midst of my seeking process, I will be rewarded on all levels. That's just where my faith is now. Like at all levels, my faith was just thinking, oh, well, I'll just be rewarded in this. No, 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 no. I want to be rewarded in all levels when I am seeking him. So now it is time for us to rest. Rest in him. If you're anxious about something, I gave you Philippians 4, 6 through 9. Read that and meditate it. Meditate on it. And allow the peace of God to really overtake you. To where it, look, there has been times where I was in the peace of the Lord, praying and meditating and even crying out. And when I say the Lord knocked me out where I had the best night of sleep of my life. And I woke up so refreshed and full of hope, full of joy, full of tenacity, full of drive. Some of us need to shut down our TVs maybe an hour earlier and just put on your favorite worship song and put on one scripture and meditate on that and allow the peace of Lord to really, really transform you so you can begin to rest in him. Rest is the opposite of anxiousness. And with that being said, I pray that you have learned something from this three-part series about living in the promises of God. We broke it down in three parts. But I pray that you have really, really gained something. But I want to specifically pray for those who are, since we're talking about rest in this episode, pray for those who are battling with the spirit of anxiety. More and more people are battling with a spirit of depression and anxiety. You see it on the news so so much. I came across this very, very sad article about the rise of suicide between the ages for children from the ages of 9 to 12. 9 to 12 are committing suicide. They have no hope. But I do believe it starts... With anxiousness before, they're, they're nervous about everything. Can I do this? Can I do that? Da-da-da-da-da. All of these things. Then the spirit of hopelessness comes in. The Bible says a hope deferred maketh the heart sick. And we know our hope is in Jesus Christ. Our hope is in the word of God. And there are a lot of Christians who said, I believe and I love God, but I don't believe in life in general. But they got to get into the promises and we don't judge them. 
We pray and intercede for them and we speak life and hope and love over them. So this prayer is specifically for those who are anxious and it may not be you are anxious overall in every area of your life. It might just be one area. There's one area in my life where I, where the enemy is constantly trying to attack me with the spirit of anxiety. And I know I have to do the things that God has called me to do in that area and rest and believe that I have done it and that God is going to show up and show out, period. Because I know it's a tactic of the enemy to keep me in a vicious cycle, to keep me doing the blame game. So this prayer is for any of us who battle anxiety. The Bible says, be not anxious for nothing. Be not anxious for nothing. But in everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So God, we thank you and we praise you for being our savior, our healer, our deliverer, our everything, God. You are wisdom itself. So God, I ask that you begin to bestow your spirit of wisdom and peace on us so that we may be anxious for nothing and rest in you. We will rest and sleep and have trust in you like a newborn baby to where they don't even have to think about how do I walk and talk because I know that my father got me. God, we don't even have to worry about the next step in life because you've already ordered it. We just have to make that first move, really displaying it to you that we trust you, that we honor you and we love you. And God, specifically anyone who's battling the spirit of anxiety, God, I ask that you prick their hearts right now. Show them the root of it. Get to the very, very root of it. God, we talked about last podcast about Joshua 7. When we get to the root of something, everything that is attached to it must go. So God, I thank you for being an uprooting father, a healer that takes out everything. And when you say it goes, everything must go and it shall not return, period. And in its place, we ask that peace that surpasses all understanding be there. Let your joy and your hope be there. Let your love and kindness be there. And let us rest in that place and let it keep it close to our hearts. Let it be so deeply enrooted in us to where it changes the very character. Lord, we love you. We honor you and we adore you. And the last call is for anyone who does not know Christ. You want to know him in the pardons of your sins. I want you to say this, Lord, I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died for my sins. Forgive me of my sins. And I cast all my cares upon you for you care for me. You are my perfect father who will never leave me nor forsake me. We are in this for the rest of my life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I pray that you all have received something. I pray that we have gained something. And I pray that we are all growing in the midst. And as we grow, we show the love of God. And there is an actual physical transformation of what is happening on the internal. I love you all. And I speak to you next week.